Hey everybody, welcome back to 9-4 Radio. Today I'm going to talk about three settings that have had like a... You know how they say life happens when you're not paying attention? Um, I want to talk about three settings where, like looking back, we're, we're very impactful to developing the person I am today. And they are settings that I have found myself circling back to time and time again. And it's um, every time I return, it's, it's like that same visceral feeling of just important places. I mean, you know how, um, like a smell is so powerfully tied to like a memory or a person where you can, maybe you haven't seen somebody in decades, right? And all of a sudden you smell chocolate chip cookies or a certain hair product or a certain, um, like a certain perfume or cologne and all of a sudden, like, you're just, you know, you're you're brought, like, right back to those, really almost those emotions. Like, you're, you're just so powerfully reminded of, of that. Um, and I, that's, that's how I feel in these three settings, and I, I think that there's a lot of people that that hold a lot of memories and expectations and um just like I don't know the word for it but it's just feels like comfort it feels like you know a nice cushy blanket it feels like um you know, you go to these places and, and it it just feels, it feels like where life happens. Um, so, with no further ado, I'll get to, like, I'll get to my three spots. And they're in no particular order. The first one is what I call the woods. Um, or the wild, I guess. And that one, I've... Like, I I grew up following my dad around uh, hunting. And I didn't, I didn't, like, I always went. I don't know if I, I never, like, as I grew up, I never really developed, a, like, a love or appreciation for it. But it's familiar. And now that I've... I've been spending time uh especially exploring, you know, outdoor mindfulness and and what that all entails and what that looks like and doing forest bathing and and all that like it's a like it's a setting, it's a place of um introspection. You know, I I go into the woods, and 
in North Dakota, there's not a lot of woods, but I go into the, the woods, the parks, whatever we have, you know, here in the greater Fargo-Moorhead area or uh, into Minnesota Lakes Country, and there is a familiarity that I'm, I'm exploring and I'm tapping into. The, the woods, nature, the ocean, the mountains, whatever, whatever the woods is to you, there is a there's this reminder this physical reminder that i am completely insignificant nobody nothing in the woods knew i was i existed before i just started walking on the on the path and while I'm there, I do my best to, you know, you know, leave no trace, leave no mark. But when I leave the woods, nature's just going to continue to, to do what it's been doing. And there's a lot of ways you can look at that. And the way that I'm learning to really internalize and like take to heart is if I'm insignificant, why not try to do big things? Because who cares if it doesn't work out? You know, it's, it's, it's not like nobody cares and I don't want to do anything. I'm just going to lay on my couch. It's nobody cares. Like nobody truly cares. So why not take this one precious life and do something with it? And that's uh, a lot of that has been you know, those realizations, like, just kind of show up, you know, it's like when you're chasing something, and you realize, I realize, I guess I'll, I'll speak to myself, like, I've been, you know, chasing achievements, and chasing certificates, and chasing knowledge, and education, and really understanding that if I go into the woods and I'm still and I take it in and I just kind of let, you know, let nature happen while I'm in the woods, things just kind of show up. It's not to say that I just sit in the woods and I wait for, you know, a job or, I, you know, I wait for, for anything particular, but when I go into the woods, I'm just there in the woods. And when I come out of the woods, I have opportunities in front of me. I have like the work that I've done is, is almost like catalyzed by spending time in the woods. You know, so you're, you're making soup or stew or whatever. You take all the ingredients and you do the best you can. You chop them up, you put them on the stove, and it's got to simmer for a while. And that's what I equate to going into the woods. Like, I make my tasks. I do them best that I can. And going into the woods is is just giving things time to simmer and come together and 
meld and make something. And it's, it's like this, it's not like active allowing sounds like, I don't know, sounds like you can't do it, but it is, it's just going in with the intention that I'm just going to be, and that's, that's all that, like, that's all I have to do. So, um, the woods is, is becoming a, a very, a very transformative place for me. It's a place to like, it, it is, it's honestly, it's a place to be still because I can hike for 12 and a half minutes. I can take, I can walk a trail for 12 and a half minutes or on that same trail, I can take 20 people up and down that same trail and it will take us two hours. I've taken two people up and down that same trail and we only got halfway there and back, uh, you know, in 90 minutes. So it's... What am I going into the woods for? You know, is it to just rack up miles or is it to really explore and let clarity find me, you know? Clarity and like, I don't know, um, inspiration and a clear mind uh, tends to find me in the woods. So that's uh, that's where I'm spending more time and, and that's... Uh, It's good and it's surprising. Uh, you know, 20, I mean, even five years ago, really, I was just really like, I just didn't get it. I didn't get it and I had like a lot of baggage tied to it and just revisiting it with, with, um, with like clear, you know, it's almost like I, I had 35 years of buildup on my glasses and I took my glasses off and I like, wiped them down and <clears throat> I wiped them down and and uh cleaned them up and I put them back on and it was just like oh this is familiar okay let's take a look you know like let's let's go explore um <clears throat> that's been my experience with the woods or the wild um my next setting is is uh the gym and not necessarily like Planet Fitness or um, Metroflex or whatever, CrossFit gym, but just a gym setting. I mean, I'm talking even when I was growing up playing basketball, you play basketball in a gym. And I would lift weights in our upstairs weight room that was concrete and iron plates and just hoping not to drop anything. And um, But a gym is same thing it like i walk in and it it does just like walking into the woods like the gym immerses like i feel i feel like i'm immersed in the gym and what that like
I generally only find people who are trying to get better or trying to be teammates. Like those are the two, those are the two, um, like personality types. I think that I'm, that I'm drawn to It's, it's, it is, it's just people trying to do better in their day to day, or it's people trying to find a team. And both of those are, you know, like both of those are me. And so it is, it's like going to the gym, you just find your people. And granted, there are power lifters and Olympic lifters and bodybuilders and this and that and cardio folks. But but truly, you know, walking into a gym and kind of immersing yourself in it, um, your people just kind of find you. And, and ultimately, the the modality or the, the programming looks different, but they're all trying to do the same thing. You know, everybody's trying to get a little bit better and everybody's trying to either find a you know, find a cheerleader or be a cheerleader for somebody else. And it's a place that you go to, you know, you go to do hard things. You go to do hard things to prove you can. Uh, sometimes you go to, you go to the gym to like do hard things to escape what's going on. Um, ultimately that like, that's a sacred space and there's banter and laughs and anger and, you know, um, rage and excitement and enthusiasm and, and sadness and grief and, Every, every facet of life is lived in the gym. I mean, literally every facet of life could be lived in a, in a workout. Honestly, like it's a place where doing hard things is a is a way to learn more about yourself, learn about teammates, learn about failing and succeeding and lifting each other up. It's um you know, it's it's a place where you go to shoot hoops, you know, by yourself for 20 minutes and all of a sudden you're playing three hours on a four-on-four full-court basketball game. You know, and people that you didn't know about, didn't, you know, maybe you've seen, maybe they're acquaintances, but that's where they become like teammates and friends. And it's a place where nobody cares what you did on the outside of the gym. Nobody cares who you are. Nobody cares what title you have, what company you work for, what car you drive. You're just, you're there and you're, you find your people and you 
do hard things and you learn about yourself and and you take those lessons home with you you know like if you come in and you get you know you get some personal record you you know you lift more weight than you've lifted before you're going to walk around differently if you survived a hard workout you walk around differently like you hold yourself i hold myself differently like my body position is different when i when i work out on a regular basis a hundred percent i i i have a like it gives me a sense of pride and that physically manifests in like how i walk how i talk how i dress all the things and that's why working out has you know fitness and strength and conditioning or whatever that's it's been a part of my life since i was in high school and i've had i've had times where the gym wasn't wasn't important you know wasn't a priority um i didn't make it a priority and i always go back i always go back and i always feel the same way you know like i haven't played basketball in a while um I mean, I shoot around from time to time in some parks, but like, and COVID, obviously, like nobody's going to be jumping in anybody else's bubbles, but um, there just isn't a feeling. There's no f- other feeling like it than walking into a basketball gym and, you know, you're kind of shooting hoops on like the side, the side hoops and like, you know, people start forming and then you get in like, hey, do you want to, we're shooting for teams, you want in. That change, like, that would change my whole day. I'd change my whole week. You know. And there's a, there just is, like, there's a magic to it. In some games, you just get your, you kind of just... You kind of just find yourself running up and down the court, and other times, you know, you shoot the lights out, and other times you're, you know, you get beat all the time, and sometimes, you know, sometimes you get a couple good steals, and you make a couple good passes, and you, you know, you make some friends. The gym is also a place where you do hard things to challenge your beliefs. Um, I mean, when I, when I started doing barbell stuff again, back in 2017, I had just, I was an above average, above averagely fit army soldier. And I had almost no bodily awareness. I mean, I was like athletic, but I didn't have like the core strength, um, to manage a decent air squat, you know, and there is 
it didn't happen overnight, but little by little, doing new things and not being afraid, you know, trusting the people that, um, that I was around that were around me. And that gave me a little guidance and tidbit, tidbits and more, more importantly, implementing them, you know, like it was important for me to be at the time, like qualified to be a CrossFit coach, you know, like that was a, an identity that I was striving for. And in order to do that, I had to have some more body awareness and strength and conditioning and, and, uh, and I put the work in, but it also challenged a lot of beliefs I had about myself. And there were like a handful of weird, tweaky setbacks with um, like not injury, injury, but just like some overtraining and some weirdness. And I had to overcome those too. So like when they happen in the future, I'm going to know about how I felt and then what I did to get out of that. And no one can ever take those lessons away. And that's the gym. Um, the last one I imagine is very, um, resonates with a lot of people. I think even a, an insurance company like ran an entire campaign based on it and it's the kitchen table because major decisions and big talks are had at the kitchen table more than any other place in the world, more big things happen on at a kitchen table than anywhere else. And I will stand by that. I don't have any data, but I know that's the case. And it's not just during... It's not just during mealtimes. But if there was... uh, If there was a discussion to be had... It was at the kitchen table. If friends were getting together, you're going to get together. You're for sure going to start at the kitchen table. And it's... Like, it's the place you're always going to find an answer. And sometimes it takes hours of talking to find it but the kitchen table for sure is the place where conflicts are resolved Uh, celebrations are had bosses are shared Uh, it's hard to put into words but I imagine just the idea of the kitchen table like brings back your own memories
And so the woods, the gym, and the kitchen table are ideas or concepts or places that that's the essence of what I'm looking for with 9-4 coaching. Like when I, when I'm exploring outdoor mindfulness, that's the experience that I hope that everyone that participates in gets. Maybe not the first time, but you get a glimpse and you feel it a little bit and you can explore. The same thing with uh with the gym. I'm I am um working on things and setting up some ba- uh some background um background stuff to offer assessments, uh, programming, and one-on-one training for um, bridging the gap between physical therapy and, like, full confidence in, like, life. And that's what the gym's going to be. That's going to be the place to challenge your, challenge your beliefs on, on bouncing back from an injury or bouncing back from time off um and finding a team you know finding finding somewhere where you can challenge your beliefs you can get strong and you can find your team and the uh the kitchen tables is a tougher one it's 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 tougher for me to put into words but the kitchen tables the essence of what personal development looks like with me. And I don't have I don't have all the words and I don't have all the clarity on that, but that's the essence of what personal development coaching looks like. Um for me is, is we're going to sit down at a kitchen table and we're going to, you know, we're going to work some stuff out. The, the thing about uh, a coaching business is generally, I guess, speaking from like my, my own personal experience, everything I'm offering is free everywhere. You go on Pinterest, you go on um uh Instagram, Facebook, your buddy, whatever, like any kind of magazine, you're going to find a workout you can do. Fitness is everywhere, literally everywhere. Nature's everywhere. The things that I'm doing with the uh, outdoor mindfulness can literally be done by anybody at any time. Same thing with personal development. I'm not gonna, I'm not asking questions you don't already know the answers to 
and I'm not giving you answers for some problem that you have. I'm just giving you space and compassion and some attention to to be able to find that for yourself. So that's the thing. You know, that's the thing is is creating it, that's the thing for myself. That's the thing for every coach. Every coach knows that everything that they're offering can be found on the internet. Most coaches they don't necessarily steal, but every like there's only so many different kinds of movement patterns. There's only so many different kinds of rep schemes. Um, there's only so much different kinds of equipment. Um, and it is, it's, it's the person, you know, it's, um, people want to go into the woods with me because of the experience that I provide. And yes, anybody can go into the woods, but not everybody can go into the woods and have the experience that I establish or set up or allow for or help or facilitate. Same thing with, with, uh, with the bridge, you know, with the gym. There are going from physical therapy to back into the gym. People have been doing that for decades since physical therapy became like became a very big thing. And like like the PT uh, could give you homework to do, and then all of a sudden you're you know you're back in the gym. But are you confident that you're not going to get hurt again? How do you know that you're strong? Because I know that physical therapists often do not, like, that's their thing. They're not going to let you go back into the gym if, you're, if they don't think that you are capable. How do you get that confidence for yourself? That that is what working with me looks like. That's what that bridging the gap, that's what that is. So, yeah, the, um, I imagine I will have maybe more detailed, uh, Imagine I'll have more detailed future episodes talking about the woods, the the gym and, and the kitchen table. I wanted to introduce the idea, introduce the concepts, and really really explain and describe what those are to me. And in turn, what they're what they're going to be built out, you know, in, 
in 9-4 coaching. So I hope you guys have a, have a great, uh, great rest of your day and take some time and, and think about the, the places and the settings that are very sacred to you and go there. Just go there. It's, um, you need to go to those places more than, more than you think you do. So with that, we will catch you next time. Thanks.